0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Deposit That podcast. They say that in order to have a good attorney, you need to find an old Jewish man attorney. So I've done the exact opposite of that, and I found a young, pretty Italian female to basically, I always call her my in-house counsel, even though we're not you know, engaged by any way, but this is my in-house counsel. So everybody, welcome Gina Pinto to the show. Welcome. Thank you for Thank coming. Thank you.
1: Thanks for having me. You said
0: you were nervous about being on the show? Oh, a little bit. Why? I
1: don't know. I'm afraid you're going to ask me. Crazy questions, personal questions.
0: (laughs) I mean, we can do that if you want.
1: No, no, no. (laughs) So,
0: how the heck did you become an attorney?
1: Oh my god,
0: let's hear this. So,
1: when I was a kid, there you—you won't know this probably because you're young. But there was a show called La Law. Okay, La Law. So, as a kid, I used to watch this show all the time, and they were just you know killing it. There was women back then on as attorneys in front of judges, and I was like, I could do that one day, even when I was six or seven years old. Really? Yeah. But so you didn't I go did. right into law, did you? Yeah. Right out of school? Yeah. I went to uh, University of Florida for gator. oh, gators. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you're a gator fan too. Yeah, I like right? the gators right. yeah,
0: occasionally. When they're good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah. You're a front runner. Yeah. And then went to right to New York Law School here in New York. Yeah. Started practicing right away. At what age? Twenty three.
0: Now did you go right 23? to like a big firm or did you start your own 22? thing?
1: No, I went to a small practitioner.
0: Purposely or by opportunity? Yeah, yeah,
1: purposely, you know, for the summer. Like, I guess that my last year of law school, I started doing it in the summer, like a summer intern. Mm-hmm. And I did, uh, like, SEC litigation, and real estate, commercial real estate for the most part. And I learned how to do closings. And I realized that I did not like SEC litigation at Boring. all. Boring. Yep. Lots of paperwork. Yep. From there, I went to a construction litigation firm. Actually, here in the city, George Ulis and Associates. And they were great. They did a ton of construction litigation, represented the contractors for the most part. Uh, so I learned that side of the business. And they also did closing, showed me about all that. little landlord tenant here and there.
0: So you did it all, pretty much. I did it all. And then you went from there to where?
1: Working for a company, doing like hard money and closings, residential refis. This is at the height of the market. There was a ton of refis. 06, 07, yeah, 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 it was 05, 06. It was just booming. I mean, those were the no-doc loan days, and uh, everyone was closing. And, you know, back then we were doing closings in, like, you know, Dunkin' Donuts basements. Yeah, people. My first closing ever by myself was, like, in the basement of some, like, Goomba. Interesting.
0: In the Bronx. Probably (laughs) in the Bronx. It
1: was in the Bronx, I think. Yeah. Interesting.
0: Stacks of cash everywhere, probably. Yeah,
1: pretty much. Yeah.
0: So did you ever feel, being a young female attorney, you are at a disadvantage, or did you use that... I know you, so you probably use it as an advantage. Did yeah. you ever feel disadvantaged because of that or inferior?
1: Sometimes I have a strong personality. Well, you know, don't be fooled by the yeah. smile. Trust me, <laughs> I have a strong personality. So I think that in this business, this predominantly male-based business, mm-hmm. especially real estate, you have to hold your own. And it, I was intimidated a lot by being in a circle of of men discussing big projects. But I would say, know? like
0: you're like. A guy's girl, I think they yeah. said that. You're a girl's yeah. guy, guys. Yeah. Girl, I have more whatever. guy friends yeah. than girls. <laughs> yeah, you hang with yeah. the guys, like you're respected. Definitely, Most women we have on the show are that. Right. Did you develop that at an early age, or yes. do you think?
1: I think so. Yeah, because I worked my whole life. I just learned that growing up, it was it's a man's world. Not anymore, but it's you know changing. it was. Yeah. But you know, I just I knew that I was equal, if not better, than a lot of the men that tried to you know.
0: See, we know what's interesting, So like, again, knowing you, having have mm-hmm. known you for years now, it's like you don't go out there and say, like, I know I'm better than you, I'm a woman. And no. you, if someone that you know you're better than, you kind of just like let yeah. them go and think they're better, and then <laughs> right, you right, come right, and right. crush and them, just, right? Like, yeah. So like, does that come from a confidence standpoint, or does it come from like I'm just not going to engage in that petty banter?
1: Right. I, you know, I don't know if it's confidence or the fact that, that I just, I want somebody on the other side to respect me and i'm not going to obviously argue with somebody and say well i'm a woman right, it right, doesn't matter right. man woman it doesn't matter respect is respect you know if you give it you should get it if you get it you should give it so you know i think that it really is hard in some you know circumstances when you're sitting at a huge conference room table with you know all the partners at like mayor brown and sure, big firms sure. and i've done it before as as in house counsel when we're when we're doing big deals and you know you just have to learn that, you know, if you don't, you don't have to know the answer. And if you don't know it, (laughs) you got to just kind of play it off and say, you know what, let me, let me get back to you on that.
0: So what advice do you have for insecure people in general, but specifically insecure Mm -hmm. women that feel like they're not able to compete at a certain, I'm going to use, you know, me. I don't care whether you're male or female, like Mm -hmm. if you do your job, you do your job. If you deliver, you deliver. But some women feel like they're playing in a man's world or a man's game. They have to Overshoot to overprove themselves or over dominate an email, a transaction, Mm -hmm. whatever deal. What's your advice for the insecure ones?
1: No, I mean, you. Because you know they're out there. Yeah, no, you have to be confident in your field and you have to educate yourself on a daily basis. I'm always educating myself. Like, I went and took a fair housing class just just to learn about the, the laws and stuff, fair housing. You know, if you are educated and you can compose yourself and gain respect from somebody, there's no reason why. You can't be in a room with other people that have done more and been more places or been doing it longer. Sure. You're you're just as good. You're just as good at what you do. You wouldn't be where you are if you weren't.
0: You know what I love? So, like, again, you obviously know me. I go on my rants and raves, right? I'm, like, you know, I fire away. Like right, a right. I had, like... No fucks given for a long time. (laughs) And like at this point, at the ripe old age of 32, I have like zero, zero fucks given. Like I didn't care back in 07. I definitely don't care now. I call it how I see it, right? I love dealing with women. I don't love dealing with women. I love dealing with women attorneys that are like, hey, I want to be treated like equal. I'm going to be treated like a man. And then you reply to an email and they like take everyone off the CC and they're like, how dare you speak to me like that? I'm a woman. <laughs> it's like, hold on a second here, right? Like, it's like, hold on. You, yeah. I give you the respect. Yeah. I treat you just like I treat everybody else. Yeah. I said the fact and then you take everyone off the email because right. now all of a sudden now you're now like, like what are you trying to say to me? <laughs> right, you know, right, right. you can't have it both ways, right? No,
1: I-, I know. I, I don't ever, I mean, I've, I've never pulled. The woman card or felt like, you know, I have the right to treat somebody poorly because, you know, I'm like a minority in the room or something like that. Never, never. And I'll always admit when I'm wrong or if I don't know something and the person sitting next to me could be a female that knows more than me. I mean, I've met a hundred, you know, really, really great, smart, brilliant women in, in the legal field too and, and I'm I'm constantly learning from them as well. So I don't like to engage in any kind of banter yeah, you all. know, for lack of a yep, better word. Yep. But there's actually a lot of men attorneys that I've dealt with that will try to engage in that little right patronizing. I feel
0: like they do that with everybody, not even just women attorneys <laughs> right. in general. And
1: then you notice that it, that's exactly it. That's just their personality. It's like so nothing ESQ. to do with you being a yeah. woman. It's
0: like you have an ESQ at the end of the title right, so or right, right, right. like you want to be a dick because right. of it. I'm like <laughs> I don't exactly. care if you have ESQ, MBA, yeah, ABC. Yeah, I'm like, PhD, your three letters, I don't matter. give a fuck about. Right,
1: exactly. But,
0: but why do people, in your opinion, why do lawyers in general, because they have ESQ at the end of their <laughs> name, right, yeah. try and flaunt that or like act like they're the biggest, smartest, toughest guy in the room when they're not? You
1: know, I think that's an insecurity. I think that's an insecurity. At the end of the day, some you know, at some point in their life, they felt they had to prove something to somebody. So it is an insecurity. I think so. I don't even think it's a man woman so thing. ESQ should
0: be changed to like INS, <laughs> <laughs> insect.
1: I don't know. I mean, I just you know, half the time I don't even put ESQ unless it's needed, and right. I'm, I'm on. You know, I like to think that I'm on equal playing ground with my paralegals. Half sure. of them may know more than me about certain things. Sure. You know, so it's it's really about just proving yourself, and and as a woman, you have to know that. Well, actually, I tell my daughter the sky's the limit, and and we always joke because she says, "Well, don't say the sky's the limit when there's footprints on the moon." Oh, so, she's yeah, up you. yeah, she tell, yeah, she <laughs> one ups me all the time when I say that. But it's true. I mean, it's you have to just do what you love more importantly not and not worry about who's in the field and I mean there's there's women contractors out there you know there's women developers Just yeah just crushing it I mean because they put the work in you know if you put the work in whether you're a woman or a man and you educate yourself and you stay on top of it and you treat others with respect and kindness I think then, then that's it you know you're on top of the game
0: you know in our, in our game you know real estate right mm-hmm. money whatever it's a game it's a game right <laughs> how do you deal with the politics of You know, I know that we've personally been on emails where you've been, let's say, my buyer's attorney, my client's attorney, Mm -hmm. and my bank attorney, Mm -hmm. right? And you have a seller attorney that's not cooperating. Or I put you on as a bank attorney, because in New York you need a bank attorney as well, and the buyer attorney's pissed that you're the bank attorney. The seller attorney (laughs) doesn't like the buyer's attorney they take it out on you. And they're like, no, we're closing at my office. No, we're closing at my office. No, we're closing at 2. No, we're closing at 2.30. How do you play that politics game? You
1: know, I I give in a lot on those little things. There's there comes a time when you have to say that something's just not worth arguing about. Pick and choose your battles. You know, I would rather fight a battle for my client who might lose on something and really be stuck rather than argue with some guy over or woman or whoever over a uh, you know whether or not we're closing at two as opposed to two thirty. I'm just not in the stage of life anymore where <laughs> I want right. to argue yeah, over we'll half over. an hour. Right. It just doesn't matter, you know. But I feel like a lot so, of people get
0: caught up in that. Yeah, like literally yeah. every e- I every used to literally not read emails yeah. after, like, the loan was committed because yeah. I'm like, this is just nonsense yeah. after here. Like, right. no, we're closing Tuesday at 4. I'm like, wait, hold on, the deal's closing in the Bronx. Yeah. Why are we going to Long yeah. Island to close? I, I
1: know. And I've, know? Been, I've been in that position a lot, you know. But I've also learned that, you know, getting new business, like, for instance, bank work. Yeah. You know, I do a lot of closings for a certain bank in the city. Well, they're all over the place, but, I you know, two specific loan officers for a very big bank in the city. And they've wanted me to go to Long Island a couple times. And I don't live in Long Island. I live far from Long Island. But you know what? I'm going to do it because I'm going to keep getting that business. Sure. And sometimes yeah, you got to do that. The, right. The and I'm not going to argue with them and make them think that I'm, you know, trying to— be difficult with the other players of the game when we're all trying. We're all supposed to be on the same side to get the deal closed.
0: Right, that's the, that's the goal, right? Yeah. And I think people get so lost in everything else yeah. prior to that that it's in everyone's best interest yeah. to close the deal as yeah. easy and as quickly as possible. Right? Why do I feel like I'm sure most people feel like eighty percent of the time people forget that we're all trying to They're work together say, yes. opposed to like work against each other. Unfortunately,
1: it's just the nature of. The world these days, I, I've really noticed a lot of a lot of people who want instant gratification. They want their way. They don't want any hiccups along the way, no gray areas, nothing. Sure. And when it comes down to you know the final closing, where are we closing? What time are we closing? You don't want your client. You don't want that to be the last thing they remember of right. you because you could be working for. Three months, four months on a deal, easy, yeah. right, and and be amazing to them, amazing, everything's going great, and then the last email of, you know, scheduling the closing, if sure. you start confrontation, it's like, that's what they remember.
0: I had a client, so a client had asked me, well, how much money do I need for down payment and closing costs, Right. Now, you know me. I'm super yeah. black and white, right? And I'm like, and again, if, I'm like, if I don't know yeah. the answer, I'm not going to tell you. Right. And I'm not going to give you a roundabout figure. Yeah. I'm like, let me get the information, right. wait 17 seconds, yes. and I'll give you the black and white wow. answer. They don't want to wait. So I told the client, for a fact, listen, you, for your down payment and closing costs, you need $109,000, right? This is hysterical. I appreciate this. <laughs> the number comes back at $108,000, right? He's pissed. Less. Wait, less than what it is, right? However, the reserves required come out to $24,000, right? So on the condition list, it says, as an example, you need $132,000. The lady won't sign the document. She's like, you told me I need $109,000. I'm like, wait, do you have the money? Yes. Well, you told, I go, wait, (laughs) but you had. now I'm sitting here. Now I'm thinking like, I'm the idiot. Like, wait, you asked how much was your down payment in closing? You didn't ask for reserves, right. I said, "How much money do you have?" You told me you met the roundabout figure of one hundred and fifty thousand. Right. Like, why are you arguing with me? It's down payment, closing costs are one hundred and eight, and your reserve is right. twenty four. But why do people get caught up in like the things that really don't matter on deals?
1: Well, I mean, in that case, like you the know, credit report fee, right? Hey,
0: it's thirty dollars. No, it's thirty three dollars. Right? Like, it's three dollars.
1: I know they get mad at me if you know they want me to overnight something and then they don't want to pay for right. it. It's like, well, you didn't tell me. I you know you told me you know, 2000 not $2,040, you know, like, and, and it's tough, but, you know, I think that if you start out the, com- I mean, it's hard, it's different in your business because you really prior, do have prior to give business, it, prior. Yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry, 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 yeah, yeah, formally, known. No. Yeah. so it's harder in the banking business because people that are tight, they do want to know how much money, exactly. pro- you know. Right, if they have to take out of their 401K or if they're, you know, refining another property to buy one another one or, you know, even – I've done a lot of New York City workers who take out of their pension, things like that. So I get that, but I think at the onset, if you let them know, listen – these are approximate numbers. Anything can come up. If if the closing is pushed off to the point where taxes are due within sixty days, right. that adds another, right. you know, so put your tax yeah, escrow count 16,000 or whatever. Exactly. And I, I have that situation a lot outside the city when I'm dealing with school taxes around this area mm-hmm. because or in at this time frame, I should say, because school taxes are due now within sixty sure. days. Sure. So I try and tell them, listen, you're gonna probably have another five, six thousand dollars on your bill come closing time. I've started having people sign saying that I told them that upfront, because yeah, just like you know, you recognize that you might have an extra five, six, seven, eight thousand dollars on your bill, you know, because they just don't get it, or right. they'll say you never told me,
0: right? Yeah, you know? and so, and it's always like you know, they always play victim. Yeah, I think that's always. part of the problem. Right.
1: And it's always the attorney's fault.
0: Oh, <laughs> or the lender. No, it's always the bank's fault. What do you mean? It's the bank's fault.
1: I blame the bank. Yeah, here that you was... go.
0: So yeah, exactly. They blame you because you're wrong, call and then Jeff. you're like, oh, call, yeah, it's the yeah, yeah, bank's fault. Yeah, yeah. Oh talk about how important it is to have actual relationships in this business right as oh my God. as you know as you know the industry is yeah. trying to shift to digital technology mm-hmm. like i don't want to talk to you you don't want to talk to me Fine if you don't like the person, yeah. they're like maybe they're not good looking, you don't want to talk to yeah. them. Talk about the relationship aspect of this business and how important it is and also how important it is on deals that you and I have closed together where like something might go wrong or something might not yeah. be as expected or the client might do something, how important our it's communication so important. is outside of it.
1: It's so important. I mean, it's number one and what I focus on the most. I think that one of the reasons that I've become successful is my ability to connect and create those relationships, and not just with clients, with people in the industry. I mean, you know, you and I met. We started doing business together. We referred each other. I mean, it's been years now. and. I do the same thing with other uh, bankers and title people. And when I go and speak at brokerages, I tell them, listen, it is so important to have a team that you trust and a team that knows how to work together. Like, if I'm working with you, I know your personality. I know what you're going to need from right. the client. Right. I can assure them that I've done, you know, a million deals yeah. with you. Yeah. Right. And with title, I you know, if I'm if I'm building a relationship with title, I could call them and say, listen, we got to rush. Need a favor. I got Right, I need a favor. You know, I need this in a couple of days. We're on a time crunch. And even with, with banks, you know, and, and brokers, it's like...
0: How important is it to be able to call in a favor? It's so no, seriously, important. Honestly.
1: It's in life in general, right, like, you know? Right. I mean, I've made so many relationships in this business that I could call in a favor for not even a... Real estate issue, Serious, yeah. you know. I mean, I've called um, inspectors when I'm buying like my own house, right. and they've given me a Need deal because, like, right. And and I've given them clients or free legal advice, whatever. Right, exactly. And you know, I have people that say, "Hey, can you review this seventy-five page document right for me in <laughs> yeah. the next five minutes?" Yeah. And I'll do it because you just never know when it's gonna come back and you know, and then I've gotten clients from it. You know, I've I've done favors for people and and then they've referred me on like say Facebook or sure, social media sure, sure. and I've gotten clients out of it. You just you just never know. I mean, obviously nobody wants to, you know, work for free, right. but it's also kind of good to have like a barter system Love with with some. I'm huge, I'm yeah, huge of that. I and and that happens, you know, that happens a lot. I have contractors right now that will do you know work for me and I'll refer them you know for for clients and there's nothing wrong with it it's just it's just the business you know you really want to know who you're working with you want to you want to be able to unequivocally say they do a really great job listen I promise you you're in good hands do you feel like
0: most people's expectations are so far out of this world today that like it's almost like in our professions, yeah. yeah, prior professions, that it's very hard to meet or exceed certain clients' expectations. It's like it's unreasonable tough. requests. Yeah. We've had clients together that are yes. very unreasonable. It's
1: tough. I mean, like I said, people want things done yesterday and it's it's very difficult in this day and age of, you know, our smartphones and watches and everything. Most, small, ca-
0: most phones are smarter than people. Right, right.
1: But to have it constantly with you and everybody knows that, it's like they don't understand why you can't call them back within five oh, you minutes. Well, te- oh, I said yes. Yeah. It
0: was, you get a call, text, and yes. email. They all go to your phone. Yes. Like if yeah. I was able to respond to your text. Yeah pick up the right. phone, or yeah. send an email reply? I would have, yeah. but hitting me up on three different forms of communication that right. all go to the same source oh, is not efficient. And
1: and also, <laughs> you know, I've found some difficulties because one of the things I do that a lot of other attorneys don't do is I give brokers, for instance, my cell phone number. I always give them my cell phone number so, so they, the they can thing. reach me at any yeah, time, 24/7. questions, whatever. Certain clients I opt to give it to also. Or sometimes I don't even realize I'm calling from the car and now they have my cell phone number, you know, and I'm like, oh, damn. But you give them a little bit, and it's tough to pull back and say, listen, it's not appropriate to be calling me at 11 o'clock boundaries. at night asking about yep. your deal. Yep. I don't think anybody. Or ask in- them if
0: I'm available for dinner and drinks. <laughs> right, 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 right. I've had that <laughs> hey, happen. Hey, by the way, before. I have a client. Uh, you want to grab dinner and drinks? Tomorrow? I have had that happen
1: before, <laughs> I'm actually. Sure, yeah. And so. You know, it's very tough to meet their expectations because they don't want to believe you have other clients. They don't want to believe you have a life or children or You have to beck and call. Right, you have to answer them and it's it's just the world we live in. I mean, I'm sure it's every, you know. Do you business. think
0: do you think as time changes cuz obviously, you know, entrepreneurship's big and people's time has actually become considered an asset these days, right? Like I could tell you and I said it all the time like 70% of the time I'm actually engaged with work. Bullshit, if you will, yeah. work world, right? These days, these days where it was yeah. 100, now it's like whatever, a lot less than that. 70% of it's still pro bono. Me knowing, like, I'm never going to make a dollar from this person. I've been working with you for six years now, and you keep asking me the same questions yeah. and you don't listen to my advice, right? Yeah. 70% pro bono, 30% paid, profitable. Do you think as time goes on, people actually have something like, a, like an Uber fare for professionals where it's like, hey, I have to ask you a question. Okay, send me $4 so I right. can reply to it. <laughs> Honestly, because, again, I'm sure even you get it yourself. Like, How much free legal advice can you give before you're like, listen, you're bogging me down and I can't actually go out and earn a living and then have the free time to do what I want with it?
1: Yeah. No, I mean, I don't know how that would work. but It's
0: got to be something.
1: I think once you reach the threshold of not really needing to stand out and you're comfortable charging for that kind of advice? Yeah, sure. There could be a platform like that. You know what I mean? Know? So yeah. How many
0: people ask you? Oh, I just have one question. Hey, can I pick? I yeah. pick your brain. I love getting that. Yeah. Can I pick your brain. Yeah, you've only been doing it for 13 <laughs> years now, right? And you still haven't sent me a lead. Yeah, a referral.
1: Right, and that happens. All right. the time. Or you'll get the client that says, I'll pay you, you know, like a commercial client, I'll pay you by closing, I'll pay you in closing all their deals and then keep they shake you down at closing to lower your fee. No, then all their deals fall oh, through yeah, and they don't want to pay yeah, you. Yeah. And then you send them a bill and they wait like five months yeah. to, to pay because yeah. they want they want free legal. I don't know what it is about attorneys that they want like they don't want to ever pay an attorney ever, for ever. advice, you know? Yeah. And I give out advice, you know, on the soccer field and the baseball all over field the place. and you know it's part don't of giving mind. back though it is
0: part of giving yeah
1: back. that stuff i don't mind it's just you know if, if there was ever a platform i think it would be something like we should
0: create it actually i think we just came I up with know. something big like <laughs> wait, we just did. oh you want to text me that's 75 cents right. just type my number no, in. no it could be
1: an app How cool no, so it's a legal app yeah you download it and you can ask there's probably one already i bet i'm sure but you can have a chat with an attorney for like yeah, so part of this
0: podcast you know, that we're bringing out and bringing real people on with real stories that mm-hmm. I know, like, trust, and admire, and respect, mm-hmm. right? With the hopes that the, I say, listen, there's certain people that are set in their ways. They do it mm-hmm. their way. They'll always do it their way. Right. The real goal of this is to inspire like-minded people, and especially yeah. the younger generations, yeah, like the kids definitely. that are graduating high school or college mm-hmm. or don't know where they're going to go in their career path yeah. or maybe the career that they chose fell off. or It doesn't exist anymore, yeah. right? Let's just be real. That could happen any yeah. day. So it's like, you can be a mentor to listeners. You could charge a couple dollars as part of your giving back. Because I believe that when you pay for something, it means that much more to you, Mm -hmm. you know? And you can look at it as... It's like
1: a trainer at the gym.
0: Exactly. You can go to Yoga once to pay (laughs) $12, or if you spend $45 for unlimited for the month, which I just did, I only went once so far in like 20 (laughs) days. I'm like, oh, fuck. But... uh, you know, if you pay for it, you feel like yeah. you have to use it, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's a monthly subscription, and you respect, it, a and you respect more. it because yeah. you know what you're giving somebody something. Right. Like you can only do so much free charity work, right. and you yeah, know? but
1: you have to trust too. I think they're a huge part of this business, this industry, and the society we live in today. Nobody trusts anybody. Anyone. They don't trust what Especially you say, reality, even if you give them the advice. I mean, you legal. see it every day. All day. You give people advice, and they no. Nope, so my 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 back. brother's uncle's sister's brother <laughs> yeah. told me that that wasn't true. Yeah. Okay, and I've and I've literally said to people before, listen, if I walked into. You know your office. You're a dentist. I walk into your office and you tell me I need a filling. Yeah, I'm going to believe you. Have you yeah, like I'm going to believe Show you. Me. Like, and you That's know true. you have to. And I'm going to listen to you if you say, listen, your tooth's going to fall out if you don't get it fixed. Like, sure. if you're walking into my office, and we get a ton of walk-ins, sure. you're walking into my office for advice.
0: There's a reason for it.
1: There is a reason for it, and I and we know what we're doing. So listen, just listen, take the time. You feel like
0: and i feel this way for sure for many years i just realized i feel this way is everyone <laughs> wants to be a negotiator yeah. when they have no negotiating skills no and they're knowledge. negotiating like incidental pennies by the time you even send the email you just wasted 7 cents yes. how do you handle that
1: it's tough um i usually let if it's a client i usually let clients cool down a little bit actually on my way here i to do you said, give them
0: the silent treatment or
1: yeah. No. <laughs> no. Um, if it has to do with the deal, like if they're trying to nitpick with the other side and it's going to, you know, kill a deal, like I give them a little space, let them think it over. Nine times out of 10, they're going to come back and be like, you know what? You were right. I shouldn't nitpick at, you know, offense being a little bit, you know, crooked or something like that. I, I don't get a lot of people negotiating with me over my fee because, you know, it's pretty much flat fee. We don't negotiate like that. It's the negotiating between the parties that really gets exhausting. And that's when you have to have the personality to calm your client down a little bit and just let them know listen, this is what we're fighting over. Even if it's over money, listen, over 30 years, you're talking about like a penny a week. You know, this is what we're arguing over. Let's break it down into. Right. Simplify it into much smaller, you know, because people just they turn things, uh, you know, a, mole, a mountain, molehill mole into mountain, whatever you call it, yeah. and it's crazy, and it's just, you know, but again, that has to do with the way that our society operates today. Again, everybody wants to, you know, everyone thinks somebody's out for them, out to get them, and I think it's our job to kind of just chill them we out had a little. i client last
0: year that was buying a house for $550,000, right? Mm-hmm. Awesome. The inspection report came back with $20,000 of Suggested repairs, nothing, nothing serious. You know, like fix this, fix that, Mm -hmm. change the siding, whatever. Nothing that's going to like the house is going to fall over. Mm. So the client comes back and tells his attorney, "I want a twenty five thousand (laughs) dollars credit." I know,
1: I just had that recently. I
0: go, buddy, do you really want to buy this house? It sounds like you're actually like you're you're looking for a way out of this deal. You you have twenty thousand dollars of suggested repairs, not mantle repairs, not where your house is going to fall over and put your family at risk. Where are you come up with twenty five thousand? Yeah. You just want five thousand extra yeah. because like that's what you want. When you went into a bidding war, like right. you overbidded for the property, right. you shouldn't be paying five fifty for it. That's your fault because you let emotion get the right. best of you. Not theirs. How are you even justifying that?
1: I right know. I I actually had a client on a Jersey deal. I've been doing it's a little more Jersey, jersey stuff. Yeah,
0: dirty, ah, dirty Jersey. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, but they did an inspection. Turns out the roof is totally fine, totally fine. But you know, maybe it only has like five six years left on it. We don't know. Yeah, it could all. have 10. A year, you know? whatever. Right. It, I mean, they could say it has 20, and after a year, it, something happens. You never know. So anyway, they wanted a whole list of repairs plus $20,000 credit for the roof. And the sellers basically said, you know, in a nice way. Beat it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Yeah. And I had to explain to him, like, this is not how you negotiate a deal. This is not the market that we're in right now. You're not you cannot get money for something that's currently in working right, order. Right. And expecting it to be wrong. Right. So they did a little caulking or something on the fireplace. That's it. Done. It's fine. And then I got convinced them to be able to move forward with a deal.
0: What's your advice for first time home buyers? Like what are the three most important things, especially when putting an offer and getting accepted and signing contracts? Like what are three things that they need to know that you would recommend up front to make mm-hmm. them more prepared and then everyone else's job that much easier?
1: I think that they have to listen to their banker, listen to their attorney. But no, um, they really, everybody needs to know when you're going into buying a home, you really need to know what you can afford. Not what you think you can afford, but what you can afford. Speak to the, the loan officer, whoever you're dealing with, and you have to have funds readily available. I mean, I've seen so many people in the last couple months that Nightmare. don't. They don't even know they have to put down a deposit at all, ever. And oh, I have to take it out of my yeah, you know yeah for seven weeks, right? Or my pension, and <laughs> first I have to have a signed contract. <laughs> well, got I got news for you. You're not having a signed or contract said without he was a give deposit. Me 20, 000, right, but right, now he's not. Now he's not. <laughs> yeah. So you really have to be. Organized with your finances and knowing what you can afford and what you have and what you can spend, and just listen to your attorney and your broker and your banker. Yeah, and yeah just go, you know, and and not be so distrustful of the process because it really ruins it for people. They really I've are distrustful of the process. Yeah, and 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 it, they
0: say you're supposed to enjoy the process.
1: No, and you know, clients just. Most of the time, are just not happy at their closing. They feel like they got screwed somewhere along the way. Yep. And you know, I just, I just think that first time homebuyers need to realize that when you're a home buyer, you have to pay taxes. You have to be able to afford your taxes. You know, you have to change understand, your locks
0: when you move in. Right, right, right. <laughs> like it's not our fault.
1: Right, you know? and, and you really have to to know what you're getting into. You know, there's going to be repairs. There's going to be Closing costs and 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 things that you're gonna have to take care of, and sometimes people are down to the dollar, and I get that. Trust me, I totally yeah, get every that. Dollar counts, but you know you have to be willing to really trust everybody that's working for you. you Do know?
0: you think? Your first-time homebuyer is really ever mentally prepared no. to purchase? Never. No. Right? They're also
1: overwhelmed. Uneducated and, and
0: overwhelmed and yeah. anxious.
1: Yeah. And i it's funny because when I was younger and did this still for a living and bought my first apartment in the city, I was carefree. Like, oh, yeah, okay. Do it. The yeah, process is yeah. great. Yeah. Let me sign yeah. here. That's your personality, though. Right. So and then... Now, when I buy a place at 40, I just bought a, a, you a 40, place. you lying. <laughs> Don't make me cry. <laughs> um, I was like my clients. I was a nervous wreck. I was calling. You, you also know, have kids every, and yeah,
0: Context and everything. Right, but
1: I was like. I had so much empathy then for my clients because of how overwhelming the process has become. We
0: know it is. We do it every day. We take for granted how much it goes on. And we understand that shit comes up all the time, right? And my friend Amal, who was on our previous show, Uh said... I believe every real estate broker, as part of the requirement to become a real estate licensed salesperson, they need to buy the house first. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, like oh, you want your real estate license? That's great. Yeah. You're not allowed to be this
1: Until on that it. level.
0: You could work on a team. Yeah. You could be an apprentice. You could be yeah. an intern. Yeah. Until you buy your own home, you'll never yeah. fully understand the emotion of it. And I could tell you that yeah, for true. a fact. I do agree with that, and listen. I was fortunate enough, or I was crazy enough, or stupid enough, whatever you want to say. Like, it depends <laughs> on who's asking. The above, you know, yeah. Ask someone, they right, right, give a different right. answer. What time- you know, I bought it when I was twenty-four, and yeah. I bought the place. And like I said, I lost. I'm down. I I still own it. Probably seventy to ninety thousand dollars negative right now. i between mm-hmm. the down payment, carrying costs, evictions. Mm-hmm. You name it. Our lovely tenants that uh, you know, are great. People, yeah, yeah, like you're threatening me because what <laughs> you give me
1: <pay> your rent? <laughs> yeah, wait,
0: wait. You're late, and it's my fault somehow. Yeah, Why? Yeah, yeah. You know. I feel like we do forget the emotion that does come yeah. involved with it. on top of coordinating, moving, and like yeah. what we forget is like people have to give notice to their landlord, they have to move mm-hmm. out, so like they're getting pressure from their landlord, they're getting pressure right. from their employer to deliver their four hundred one k loan, right. they're getting pressure from. Their mom and dad, and if you're married or with a significant other, their parents are telling you, no, buy this condo. No, buy this house. Right. No, don't move to New Jersey. saying, get
1: out by the end of the like, month. Yeah, so there's a lot of stuff. what's
0: your advice to people to quiet the noise? It's, there's it's, so much noise. It's,
1: it's so impossible, but you have to you have to take it day by day and really just I know, thought people breathe. don't tell
0: anybody you're buying property. Yeah. No, I I know. I never, I never told anybody when I was buying something. I don't want to hear anybody's business. Yeah, Yeah.
1: Yeah. but I think that it's it's really important to just, and it is overwhelming. And I get that. And like you say, you tell brokers you got to buy this place, and I think everyone has become has become so hardened. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're in real estate, especially, and I see attorneys that are so. Hard face, you know they they've become so jaded yeah. that they don't care. Well, their like, wife I mean, hates them. Yeah, not somebody laid. does. Yeah, <laughs> you <know>? that's probably <laughs> like, it. you're sitting they're, behind the desk Yeah, like, right. they're sober. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. So, yeah.
1: You know, there's a lot of things, and I see. You know, and I'll I'll try to say to another attorney, hey, listen, you know, we got to try and make this happen. You know, my client has two mentally disabled children. They sure. got to be out by the end sure. of the month. You school know, system, school system got to get back. And some of them just don't care at all, and that I don't get, and that I have no patience for. That's when I kind of like throw down my
0: Uh-oh. FU. like that's that. it. Yeah. Now, F-U, now you are going to see the
1: now you are going to see the bad side. So I don't, I don't like that. But so many people have become hardened and jaded, and and they don't remember or they can't see, you know, that overwhelming sense of just definitely
0: the, jaded. I definitely yeah, see that as yeah, and it's problem. tough.
1: And you know, I. What I did, and, and I would advise everybody to do this if you are trying to get into real estate, whatever aspect you're getting into. It. After I graduated law school, passed the bar, I decided I was going to sell real estate because I wanted to learn that side of it. You know, so I went and I sold so it was real a estate. Quest for more. Yeah, and, and it's to educate myself. Like right now, when I talk it's to like people, you want to be like a, right, you know, I can say groomer. Right, exactly. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> so now when I talk to brokers, I say, listen. I've been on your side. Now I know what it's like to be you. Yep. I know why you're calling yep. me to see if contracts yep. were signed. Cause, or you
0: have one deal in contract and right. you need the commission. Right. Close and deal and in seven right. Months. You
1: got kids, you got to feed yep. And, yep. and, you yep. know, a roof over your head. It you comes down pay to pay desperation. For. And I get it, you know, and I sold. million of real estate and I get it. I mean, I've done little tiny apartments and big commercial deals. So now I could say, okay, listen, I'm, I may be an attorney, but I've been a broker. I've been a buyer, a seller, an investor. I've been everything. So. Whoever you are in this process, I met. get it. Right, I get it. Do they and, respect and, that more. Yeah, they, yeah, they understand. They do. That you get that. Yeah, and that's why I say, listen, I'll give you my cell phone number. You know, I understand that you're anxious or something. You know, maybe but else. Don't text
0: me every day, right? <laughs> don't
1: text me 35 times yeah. in one minute. Yeah. But I do get it because you know I remember being an agent or broker and saying, "Oh shit! Like, is my deal not going to close? Do do? Do do? Like, you know?" Well, like, I, I
0: mean, I built my business, my Manhattan business. Around training new agents mm-hmm. because their brokers didn't have any experience. None. No one would get back to them in management and management yeah. would call me anyway. Yeah. So like, I would have realtors yeah. like, Hey, how do I do this? How do I do that? Yeah. What about I'm like
1: I I've literally done board right. packages I'm sure. for realtors before. I'm sure. You just never know where the next Deal is going to come from, and you don't, you know, and you and you want to build that relationship. Maybe, maybe she may quit the business, and it was worth nothing. But she may tell her top ten brokers right. in her firm, "Oh, right. you got to call this attorney because she was really helpful." What
0: advice would you give to young women that want to become an attorney, whether it's real estate law, corporate law, whatever? What yeah. advice would you give to them coming right out of school? Would you go right into law school? Would you take time off no. and practice law in different areas? Yeah, what would you I,
1: do? I would say go work at a firm. Go work at a firm. I wish somebody told me to go work at a firm. Before. Yeah. I mean, I still would have made the same decision, yeah. but I wouldn't have been so overwhelmed with all everything that was going on, what I was reading, all the information sure. coming my way, dealing with attorneys, right. you know, as a 22-year-old. I would say definitely try, even when you're in regular undergrad. I, I worked at a law firm in undergrad, and, you know, I got to learn about, like, you know, probate and stuff like that. Yeah. And I still kinda of remember things from back then. But just try everything out. I mean, I went into law school thinking I'd be a sports agent. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. I One wanted day, to be we'll do Jerry Maguire. We'll like, Once this
0: podcast blows up, <laughs> we're gonna be a sports agent. I did.
1: That's what I wanted to do. I was like, you know, I'm gonna be a sports agent. I'm gonna represent like the A rods of the world yeah, yeah. and I'm gonna be the first female to just get like, you know, the, the biggest yeah. deal. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, It'll you know
0: come. by forty five. That's my <laughs> that's my promise to you. I'll give it to you. By I don't know we'll do it together by forty five.
1: But you know, I mean, the only thing. What they say, the only thing predictable about life is that it's unpredictable. So right. you never know where you're going to go. But try different areas. Try everything, you know, and see what you like. You know, for me, I, I can't stand looking at you know, doc, you know same thing yeah all SEC stuff and things like that I like relationship building in this kind of business I like being out at closings I like seeing people happy at the end of the day you know I like negotiating things like that that's my personality there's others that are much better behind the desk I mean I've hired paralegals that say I can't take this fast paced you know stressful environment they it's went for everybody to, no they went to personal injury where they sit behind a the desk they type things that's for them so I would say just really try out different areas if you're thinking about going to law school. And, and honestly, just, just to be you know, completely honest, think about the cost.
0: So you graduate law school, right? You spend, whatever, 200000 on law school, probably more than that yeah. for the right ones, right? How important is your offer, because I know I have friends who have graduated law school and mm-hmm. got big-time jobs and not-so-big-time jobs, and I have friends whose spouses are attorneys, yeah. and they're like, no, 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 I should be making 150000 right out of law school. I'm like, you should probably jump off the George Washington Bridge yes, because you're not entitled exactly. to make anything. Just because you pass the test doesn't mean you'd be good at no, this. No,
1: and that's a wrong attitude to have. Wrong. you got to pay right. your dues right. in every How important every is business. that,
0: though, like getting the right job at the it's, right firm for less money? I
1: think, I think it's really important. I mean, I know somebody who— was working for the NBA at a law school probably making like nothing and he's still with the NBA he's their the NBA's uh general counsel oh, wow, that's yeah cool. travels with them does yep. i mean and now it's been over 20 years that he's been with them and the same thing you know i know somebody who worked for um just even something like the postal service whatever started out young as an attorney there and then now he's like they're their biggest general counsel, employment attorney, you know, he just stuck with it. But not everybody gets that opportunity. But I would say, you know, if you find some place that you like or a big firm that you really want to grow with or be a partner, if that's your goal, you know, you got to pay your dues. You got to, you know, start small. So would you say
0: that's your one thing to leave people with from yeah. the deposit that is pay your dues? Pay your
1: dues, man. Work hard. This is the problem I've noticed with a lot of young associates is that they think they're entitled because they have the Esq. And you're not. You have to work hard. You have I I mean I'm still I've been in the business now 15 years I've been practicing law and every single day I'm working hard. I'm working at night. I'm, you know, thinking yep. about new ways yep. I can grow. Yep. You got to pay your dues. You got to work hard and you cannot expect anything to just, you know, come your way and be handed to you.
0: How do you balance being obviously, you know, the boss at yeah. your firm for the real estate division, right? Yeah. And having two kids? Traveling it's on tough. the train every day and yeah. well, luckily I'm games. only
1: in the city once or twice oh, you are. a week. Oh, okay. now, yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, so I'm very lucky. In okay,
0: let me rephrase it. How do you balance being the real estate boss, <laughs> the wine at night, yeah. and having oh, two kids? Yeah. Well, the wine is what
1: helps me balance. The wine <laughs> is what helps me balance. Um, no, I I think that it take, took me a very very long time to find the balance. Forty. Yeah, <laughs> No, it, in in the time that I've been been an attorney, okay. it, you know, took me a long time to figure out how I can be a good mom, still get ahead in my job, work hard, build relationships. This, you know, obviously when you're building relationships, a lot of nighttime, yep, yep, you know, yep. dinners, this, social that, events. social events. But I'm lucky enough that I work for a firm that is so supportive of families. And if you, and one thing I will say is if you're looking to build a family and to be an attorney or in a in a big company you know you have to find that right fit that really supports women and and families because it's very difficult and it took it took me countless jobs to finally find this fit so it's like a home away from home yeah we can bring our kids to work if they're sick um you know we have all of the attorney's kids come and you know stuff envelopes around christmas time and sure. you know they want you to Free go to child labor Right right oh yeah I shouldn't have said that, I think you defend that Actually though, my so son fine. has a, a <laughs> child work permit so. Um but no so you know I mean they're really great about that and I finally found the right fit of Oh listen I want to go to a school play I'm going but it to took leave you early time. So much time, and I have a lot of good help. You know, I have a great babysitter, I just have a good family support system, and not everybody has that. So, I feel really blessed for that. But I will say that something's going to sacrifice, somebody's going to sacrifice, either going to be your job. Your kids, yourself. your yourself. It's been, you know, I I don't do a lot of stuff for myself. I, you know, I drink wine, but, <laughs> <laughs> it's enough. but you know, I you know, I, I, it gets to the point where you're going to feel guilty about something, but you have to know that it's all towards a greater good, you know. And I tell my kids all the time, if I have to miss something, they're better for it because they can see their mom working really sure. hard Respect to it. provide, yeah, this life for, for them, right? Exactly, and and I do my best to make it to everything I can. But if I can they will know, listen, this is just a little bit of a sacrifice to have this roof over our head and all Food these great camps to go yeah, to, yeah, and, yeah, sure. and I'm okay with that. And you have to be okay with that. You have to be okay with sacrificing a little piece of yourself or your job, one or the other, in order to get to the point that you want to, to get to. You know? Awesome. Well, so.
0: you know I'm one of your biggest fans, oh, I thanks. recommend everyone listening to reach out to you if they need real estate yeah. needs New York and New Jersey.
1: Thank you. Yep, New York, I'm New York and New Jersey.
0: Buy, sell, trade, all that.
1: All of it. Awesome. All of the above. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. We <laughs> appreciate it. Me. And we'll do it again as a follow-up. Yes, definitely. Thanks.